your next relationship, do you think you're going to keep that private just because you've gone through so much drama with an open like public relationship? I have been keeping my relationship pretty private. Oh! Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to spill too much tea, but just dating in general, like I'm definitely keeping that private. Yeah. Um, I was a pretty private person before the show, and that is just so much more enhanced. What's up, everybody? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. I don't know why. This is like literally episode 16 or something, or I don't know what it is, but it's still so cool to have my own show, Austin AF. Welcome back to my fucking show. <laughs> I'm so extra and so dramatic. I am really excited for two reasons. The first one, I'm really excited because I have Caleb from Love Island Season 2 coming into studio today. I'm going to ask him some juicy questions, especially about reality TV and dating and how the public views him because if you guys look up Caleb online, he's like kind of hated and we'll kind of go over that a little bit and talk about his dating life as well. Uh, so if you guys watch the show Love Island USA, you guys need to watch this episode because this would kind of give you a different perspective of Caleb and really make you love him. Um, number two, I'm really excited because I am a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. <laughs> I never thought I'd be fucking saying that day in my life. Well, no, I did. Believe in yourself, obviously, and have those dreams. I had that dream since I was like 16 years old, but to really be in print in a magazine is beyond insane for me to say I actually found out just a few hours ago so this is like fresh of me being in shock I, I don't think I will actually be like I, I don't think I'll realize it until I see myself in the freaking magazine it, it's just such a surreal experience to think that this came from submitting an audition tape online and I remember I wrote this in my Instagram caption just an hour ago I remember last year at this time in my head being like, am I going to try out and get rejected again? Like, I don't really want to do this because I first auditioned in 2017. And it was really embarrassing because I just remember I had 300,000 followers. I had more on Snapchat. I had, you know, 500K on TikTok at the time. And, and if I put myself out there to all these people, all these people are going to know I'm rejected. And that to me was like a really daunting, scary thought because it would be kind of embarrassing. I was like, I don't want to show up as pathetic to all these people like auditioning again because if I don't get it, everyone will know. And so I kind of sat on it. I slept on it actually like two, three weeks and I kept thinking about it. And one night I remember I couldn't sleep. This sounds so dramatic, but this is dead ass exactly the story. I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking in my brain like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. And it was like 2 a.m. And I was writing notes in my phone of my audition tape and what it would be like. I had this like in my idea, like a really brilliant idea of like how it would be produced and what I would do in the exact audition tape to really get their attention. Because usually I just did like an iPhone video and like talk to camera. But this time I wanted to show them, you know, all different sides of me, who I really was and how I represent the sporty athletic girl. And so I wrote down this script in my notes at 2 a.m. and then we heard that we had a model here oh my god uh, congratulations <laughs> cry <laughs> our little model thank you <laughs> I'm really emotional obviously <laughs> oh my god I love you thank you from Malka Thank you. So happy to have you here. Why am I crying? Oh my god. 
I'm so dramatic. Um, okay, where was I? I was uh, telling my script what I wrote out. And the next day, I actually hit up one of my really good uh, friends who I know from sports broadcasting. And he used to film me at high schools and uh, like doing like random football segments. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, would you be down to do this like, like, I don't know if it's going to take one hour. I don't know if it's going to take 18 hours or two days. I have no idea what I'm doing. But would you be down to like kind of feel it out with me? Shout out to Andrew. You are an absolute amazing director and producer. I love you and a great cameraman. Um, and so I hit him up and I was like, all right, let's just do this in the next two days while I have it fresh in my mind, while I want to actually do it because I don't know if I'm going to change my mind and like not want to do it if I keep sleeping on it. And I knew I was leaving for a trip soon. So I filmed it with him. He gave me all the raw footage. I actually edited it myself and I asked my sister because she's the music supervisor what music goes to it. I put it up and um, I was literally shaking and I texted all my friends immediately because I put it up for five minutes and like no one was commenting on it. Like that feeling of your first fear that like no one's commenting or interacting with a video that you're like about to shit your pants while you're posting is extremely, extremely um, hard on your mental health. So the first five minutes, texted my friends, make sure you comment on my video. Like, um, can you please make sure that you're commenting saying like, woohoo, you got this. Then 10 minutes after posting or maybe like 15, MJ Day, the head editor of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, iconic, legendary woman, commented on my video. She said, thank you like for posting this or something. This just made me cry. And the fact that I made her cry of 15 minutes within posting the audition tape, I was like, thank fucking God I went for this. Even if I didn't get into Swim Search, even as a finalist, if I don't get in a magazine, she acknowledged my presence and this has made it all worth it. So her comment alone uh, was just so like inspiring to me. And then ever since then, I just did all the challenges online. And to be honest, it was a year process and shooting in Atlantic City for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit was truly a dream. I mean, like, absurd that I shot with Utsai. If you guys are anywhere, understand anything about like modeling, because I sure didn't. I actually had to do research on him and like everything that he's done, like all the covers for SI he has done. And so basically shooting with him and then walking in Miami Swim Week two weeks ago and now going to launch, uh, going to this weekend in Miami is going to be absolutely insane. Like to sit here and say I'm in the magazine is crazy because my 15 year old insecure self uh, would definitely be proud of me. So I want you guys before uh, we have Caleb come in right now to the studio is kind of going off what Drew Hanlon uh, was talking about last week in his episode. Like what would your 10 year old self think? Think about where you are in your life and think about everything you've accomplished. And no matter where you are, your 15-year-old self, your 10-year-old self will be so proud of what you've accomplished. We always tend to look ahead what's going to happen next for our future and be so concerned about the future, as we should for a little bit. But at the same time, we sometimes have to look back and see how far we've come to um, and realize how proud of ourselves we would be um, and how far we've come. So I want you guys to reflect right now and just be proud of yourselves. Whatever you're proud of, uh, it could be the littlest thing in the world. And um, I think we need to all kind of celebrate small wins whether they're really small or really big and um, you know life is too short to focus so much on the negative and so much about what's going to happen in the future so I love you guys thank you so much for all the uh, amazing messages as well for making it an SI and now let's uh, have Caleb in studio 
I do have some fried chicken for you right here because your favorite food is Bojangles, but we don't have that in LA. <laughs> Shout out to Bojangles. Yeah, it's the closest thing to it. Uh, so, Caleb, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it because you're what? You're here in LA for about three days? I'm here in LA. I was here for the weekend. Okay. Um, got to catch the FC game. Nice. Run around Santa Monica Pier. Do you like Santa Monica Pier? Does anyone really like Santa Monica Pier? No, I hate Santa Monica Pier. But you go for like the food, the people watching, you know, get some ice cream, do some stuff like that. Yeah, did you actually go out in Los Angeles at all? Like party? I ran around and a whole lot of not getting out. See, like linking with people, I don't know, you're big time, so I don't know. But for me, little (laughs) guy like me. What? Linking with people in Los Angeles is kind of hard. I feel like everybody's kind of flaky. Absolutely. It's not only hard because people are flaky, but everyone lives 30 minutes away. No matter where you are, if you're in Venice, it is so hard to get to West Hollywood, vice versa, or the hills. And Ubers are so hard to get to these days. It's like you'll be six mi- six miles away from something. It's like 40 minutes to get there. Absurd. And then you get there and it's like there's a list. And it's yeah. like, oh, man, I know a guy. His cousin is on the list. We yeah. met one time. And then like, no. So <laughs> it was kind of a dub going out. But, but you I went, went to Nice to, Guy? I went to Nice Guy last night probably one of the best dining experiences i've ever had i got this they have drake's drink oh yes Drake's like little yes drake spritzer i must note though i did judge drake when i got it because this is supposed to be you know like his restaurant he loves so i ordered you know his special drink it was the only drink that came with a straw interesting maybe he likes straws i don't know and it made sense when you think about drake but it was just like yeah i'm in here i got this straw look all dainties what is drake's drink what kind of spritzer it's basically just like a wine spritzer okay a peach wine spritzer kind of like a seagram's like wine cooler type thing they actually think i think they have the same exact one at delilah and it kind of tasted like a mimosa yes tastes just like mimosa all right not my type of my type of uh, alcohol is tequila yeah, I had a, a nice tequila drink at this. It was like some rooftop bar okay. downtown. The nice. Other day. Do you ever too. get recognized when you are out and about, especially in LA? Not in LA. Really? Everywhere but LA, actually. Because everyone's famous in LA. <laughs> yeah, everyone's famous. Everyone has a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, in LA. but back home in Oklahoma, you do. Back home, I live in Atlanta. So oh, like Atlanta. last week, I was in Minnesota, and I was at a Twins game, and like people were waiting outside of my like little area sitting. So it's pretty much like everywhere I go except LA for now. Then season three of Love Island will air and somebody will win. It'll probably be another tall, light-skinned guy, and then they'll be on to the next one. Okay, so I kind of want to explain Love Island to people who are not familiar with the show. Um, And what does it mean, win? Like, you just said someone else will win, but, like, it's a dating show, so what does that really entail? Um, Can you just break down the premise of the show? All right, so Love Island is hot sexy single people walk into a villa and it's in some tropical you know nice destination hence love island we were actually in vegas for mine because of covid um but then they couple up and then they bring in other hot sexy singles they try to keep an odd number of people in there so like people are always trying to someone's always trying to take your girl or someone's always trying to take your man and then at the end you have your final couples and then America gets to vote because it's it's shot live. So like, if you're watching an episode of Love Island on Tuesday, that's what they were doing on Sunday or Monday or something like that. Wow. So then at the end, you've got your top four or five couples, and basically it's like read them off like places, and then you get a first place couple. So then they take that couple, and they hand you two envelopes, and in those envelopes there are 
One says zero dollars and one says a hundred thousand dollars. Holy moly! And then you open the envelope and then you choose: do you want to keep it? Or do you want to split it with your partner that you want? I feel like a grandma right now because I'm like, whoa! <laughs> like that's oh, mind blowing. Crazy enough, I hadn't watched Love Island, so I didn't know any of that. Yeah. So, I knew that the couple that won like split money. Okay. But like literally, on the show, they hand us envelopes. And I'm like, what is this? Like one has hundred thousand, one has zero. I'm like. How did I not know this is how it's That's goes. so crazy. Yeah, so you never crazy. watched it, but yet you wanted to be on the show. Yeah, I never watched it, but when I got hit up to be on the show, I was like, this looks cool. Oh, so and you were casted like, to be on the show? Yeah, I was casted to be on the show. Okay. Um, and I'm like a big reality fan, so I'm like, this would be a cool opportunity. And the way they, when they talk to you about it, like, hey, do you want to just go pop bottles with models all summer, yeah. be by the beach or be by the pool, it's going to be lit. I'm like, yeah, that's Yeah, and possibly fun. win like 50 Yeah, K. and then they tell it's you about amazing. that. And then I was just like, you know what, it would be a good life experience. Yeah. And then turn out to be. I would love to hear about the casting process because I still don't understand how you just get casted for a show, like a reality TV show like that. I honestly have no idea because I had a super, if there's anyone who wants to be on a show that does not have like a crazy lit Instagram or anything, I'm your example that there is hope because I just got hit up randomly. Hey, are you single? Would you like to be on the show? It's like, I'm single? I would, yeah, I would love to do the audition. You get on the audition. Um, first it's like a phone call and they're just asking you like tell some dating stories um, on the spot okay tell a couple of dating stories some crazy stuff that happened um, and then they have you do this like zoom interview yeah and it's really cool and you're just trying to show your personality and then at the very end it's like weird because he's like all right now take your shirt off and what? <laughs> flex in the camera oh, so you did <laughs> yeah of course you take your shirt off like, like yeah that's yeah, amazing. I know, just rip a couple <laughs> shots before you get on there, and you'll be all right. Okay, so your first day at Love Island, what are you thinking? What are your What's going through your mind? What are your thoughts? First day on Love Island, I'm just thinking, don't embarrass myself, because I came in late, and as I'm going on, like going on the show, they're kind of telling me, you know, these girls are coupled up you have to take someone's girl you can't take no for an answer man you got to be hype like you can't if you go on this date and she's talking about her man then you're not gonna let that fly so i'm like yeah 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 you're not gonna be talking to me like that so we get on the date and uh the girl i was on the date with and she's like oh i really like my guy and i'm like i don't want to hear none of that you know and then i'm like oh man this is not even how i act i was so <laughs> flustered then that night i did the most embarrassing thing i did on the show what that night they have like a community bathroom. Okay. And I was in the bathroom with the girl that I went on the date with, and who's Kirsten, and the guy Carrington, who were they were coupled up. They're all lovey dovey. And I was in the bathroom with them. I just went on a date with her. And there's a shower. It's like a communal shower. I'm like, is communal the right word? Community yeah. shower. And I'm like, what? We all, yeah, you know, guys go in separate from girls, obviously. I'm like, okay. And I got naked outside of the shower and then went into the shower. And then when I, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was weird. Like I got naked in front of them and walked in the shower. Then I saw someone else get in the shower. They got into the shower, got naked, and then hung their stuff up. So I was just like, like oh. getting naked in front of all these cameras. I'm like, that's weird. I can't believe everybody does this. Oh my God. Turns was that out, in the show? Only, no, I was I well, I don't know. I haven't gone back and seen it. I would imagine <laughs> that they did not put me naked on the show, hopefully. Because yeah. um, I probably would have heard about it from a friend by now. So but. you didn't watch the show at all? You no, didn't I had no, watch yourself? I 
I went back and watched a couple of things because I want to know, like, yo, did that make the cut? We was interacting kind of ratchet. Yeah. Good thing some of that stuff didn't make the cut. I think I would be a terror on that show because I am the type of girl that uh, drinks a lot of alcohol and tequila. Like, I have two drinks and I'm like, chilling, I'm fine. When I hit like my four or five minute, like, a mark drink, I'm literally like, dancing on tables, down to do whatever, very overly confident. And so I feel like this show would really take advantage of me. You think that, but huge spoiler right here. They always show us like with a glass of wine or something like that at night, but we were limited to one glass a night. What? So we are sober doing all of those cringy, embarrassing what? things. Yes, all the way through. You're sober. sober. Why do they do that? I feel like they would want you to drink a lot of alcohol to create more drama. I I don't know. I mean, we were already a pretty dramatic group of people very into themselves, so I, we kind of did that on our own, but I don't know. It would have been nice to maybe take the edge off before we have to go strip in baby oil in front of you know a couple million people watching the episode. But So you have to be very confident to do something like you gotta that. You got to be very confident. Also, too, <laughs> you're in this bubble, and you're like, you're just surrounded by each other. You're getting hyped up. You know you can't do it. You can't refuse to do anything, basically. I'm, I'm sure you could, but yeah. he's like, you know you gotta do it. You do it in good nature. They do a great job of like making it a fun environment, and you go do some really crazy, weird stuff. You have some tough conversations. You do some crazy challenges, Okay, but it's fun. Any tough conversations that you can think of right now that like really ring a bell for you? Like, What was your toughest conversation that you had on the show? <sighs> Toughest conversation is there was like a turning point for me, and I don't know exactly how it was portrayed on TV because I haven't gone back and watched the show. Um, but there was a turning point where I had to choose between two girls, and I knew I wasn't choosing one of those girls, but it was like you can't really say it that explicit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go into the recovery oh. and you don't choose that girl. So you kind of had to lie to one of the girls because you didn't know how to say it to her face. When you put it like that, it sounds pretty bad, but yes. Yeah. Do yes. you regret that or do you think you learned a lesson from it in like real life? There are definitely some lessons that you learn like going into an environment like that because in the real world, you know, you can kind of like ghost people essentially. And I'm not saying like that's what the normal thing to do is, but it's definitely a lot more common when a lot of us just interact through phones or we're not forced to live with each other every day, you know? Right. Um, so like in that particular scenario, just the way that the show operated, I couldn't really speak my truth um, because it was like a, you know, you're not supposed to like spoil it, how you're gonna make that decision. Totally, at um, the end of the day, it's a competition as well. So yeah, it's... but at, and at the end of the day, like the thing that you, you take away from the show as a whole is, you learn how to have so, some of those uncomfortable conversations. Cause like new dudes will come in and you know, it's gonna be a nice, it's gonna be like a cool dude, y'all might go work out. And then he's like, hey, I'll just let you know, like I'm gonna take your girl. I'm gonna steal your girl. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna come. Hey, I really like you, but like, Literally, yeah, I'm gonna you know. steal your girl. And you're like maybe tossing the football around and then like two seconds later, he's like, all right, I gotta go pull your girl for a chat. It's like. Ooh. Wait, so how do you really even make friends on the show? Cause every guy is your competition. You tend to make friends with the guys who are not going for your girl because yeah. technically, since we do have to recouple throughout the show, you know, if you're the odd one out, not coupled up with someone, then you went home. Right. And that means you were probably trying to get with someone who did not want to be back with you. So you end up going home. So you kind of, it just kind of sifts out. So by the end, everybody's coupled up. So you're kind of friends with everybody. 
Interesting. And I know you're really close with your family and your sisters and your mom. And um, I'm just wondering, do they watch the show? They watch every moment, like family really? group chat. It's do they like watching it? Because I feel like it's you do some sexual things. So <laughs> I know, like my mom would kind of pre-screen stuff because my grandma got really into it. Like my grandma was had the app; she was voting for different stuff. Like she got really. It's so cute. When I get out, got out of the show, she was asking me like, "What about this person? What about this person?" So they got really into it. But there were some things that we had to do, kind of the more sexual dancing and stuff like that. When my mom was like telling my sisters, "You're not Don't watching watch that. You're not gonna watch your brother." air hump something like on tv <laughs> like, that's not cool that's so, hilarious i'm really happy that she did screen some of that stuff and they didn't have to see all that and how much of the show is produced because i growing up and even you know up until two years ago i kind of believed a lot of reality tv and no offense i don't buy any of it anymore i know how it works i actually filmed a reality show myself uh that never went to air thank god Ooh, it was what? so what is this highly no what kind of show no were you dating um, no it was uh like kind of like a rich kids of beverly hills type show but uh uh kids of famous athletes my mom and dad were both athletes. So it, it was a show that never went to air. But I filmed it about two years ago, and I'm very thankful that it never came out because I saw the trailer, and I looked like a diva brat. And um, I'm, I honestly really? was like, I'm not a diva brat. I don't care about anything materialistic. And they made us seem like we had private jets even. And I'm like, yo, I ain't that rich. <laughs> like, no freaking way. So, so the lifestyle was just, such, was just such a lie. It was all produced. All the drama was was scripted and so i want to know about love island how scripted is it oh man i feel like i'm gonna get in trouble over here i gotta be careful <laughs> okay Woo. all right so i'm a huge reality fan i don't know if i said that already as far as like i my favorite show is 90 day fiance um, i might indulge in some my 600 pound life from time to time <laughs> really big on all the tlc stuff uh not so much the dating shows I was watching Real World as like a seven-year-old, which I probably shouldn't have done, and I was really into Jersey Shore, all that stuff. Oh you know? yeah, so I just grew up on all that stuff. Horrible TV. Um, it's all, it's a lot. It's really fake, honestly. I feel bad. There's gonna be some people that watch this, and but the problem is, I'll, I'll explain why it's pretty fabricated. Um, so it's not scripted. So your words are your words. Um, that part's true, obviously, right? For the show that I was on, I can't speak for every show. Um, I would imagine Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, I don't know, might be something <laughs> But what they do is you're put in positions constantly. So like maybe, you know, say Katie, would like I, I heard a little rumor that you said something about me that I didn't like. Ooh. And then I might confide in someone else that I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like Katie's, you know, said that I was rude or something like that. Producer might catch wind of that. Producer can be like, hey, go talk to Katie. You know, they're gonna they're gonna make sure like they get their drama. And that's not really how I operate. Um, the other thing is too, there's a lot that goes on because we're being recorded and I'm I'm probably most shows are like this a lot, but you're being recorded a lot. Oh yeah. And that's gotta fit into forty minutes, fifty minutes of airtime. And you think about ten people of uh, fifty minutes of airtime, um, you know, how much of their full day are you gonna really be able to get into that? I was watching so I before getting in here, I didn't know if you're gonna ask any stuff about Love Island, which was the same <laughs> assumption that you would. So I started watching season three, and um, every time I watch it, I just like pick everything apart from it because you'll see two people sit down and they'll show maybe 
30 seconds from that conversation. And yeah. I'm like, I know they just sat there for at least 30 minutes because you can just tell by the conversation. So that's kind of like, totally. it's not fabricated necessarily, but it's like really chopped up. It's like really chopped or up. Or sometimes this happens all the time in The Bachelor where basically someone be talking and then they'll take a completely other scenario conversation of the person's face like yes, frowning yes. or like looking at them really yes. weird and so it looks like they have this different reaction to what the person's saying and it's it's all about vibes and body language and that because they're not actually saying something they're just clipping together false reactions no that's how they do that and like they'll do the recoupling and like that face might be <clears throat> that face might be how you reacted to somebody else yeah like someone else's words but they'll just you went like this then they'll yeah. use it exactly. know, later for like the preview of the episode. Exactly. That stuff's crazy, honestly. I was so I felt so betrayed as an avid reality fan. I was like, wow, this is really how they're doing it. It worked out, but it was crazy to kind of like peel the curtain back and see Oz. Right. So a lot of what I'm trying to take in from you right now is is fabricated a lot of the show. <sighs> it's but, just a lot of smoke and mirrors. Okay. You know? A lot of smoke and mirrors. Because it's just not really realistic to you don't live with 15 other people in real life no. and like forced to talk to them um and then like you go there and you have to date right like that's not realistic you know you could go on a first date with somebody and not feel them and then the real world be on to the next one or whatever and there it's like you have four options and you're gonna be with somebody or you're gonna go home so i think it's just kind of Right. Also, and they got to have drama. So they got to make sure you're oh, always totally, doing something. Totally. And I like I was watching, I saw like this dance scene. And like sometimes they don't even play music, but then they show them dancing, but you're really just back there like right. dancing to air and stuff like that. So a lot of that stuff is just it looks better. They make a good job of making it look good on TV, but that's not really how it went down. Okay, so how real was your relationship with Justine? <laughs> This is, this is all the smoke podcast right now. What's going on? <laughs> we actually do have that podcast. Um, I would say it was pretty genuine. Um, yeah, I would say it was genuine because you are in there. Everything is elevated because you're in this confined space, and you do build genuine, you know, relationships out there. If you watch the show, you might see people that have only been in there for a few days and then other people cry when they leave. And like back home, you're watching it like, how, why are they crying? You know, they barely know each other. But when you're in there, everything becomes elevated because you're sharing this really unique experience. Um, so I think for me, like we really got along. And one thing that I've picked up on, like some of those conversations about how slow we were taking it or how it was just kind of friendly at times didn't really make the cut um Dang. so that's kind of like one of the things about how it just yeah. gets cut up um and then the second the show is over you're dropped off into the real world and you realize like oh shit that's not actually how relationships work that's not actually how friendships work um so like i said too i haven't gone back and watched the show so i don't know right. how crazy it is i take this with a grain of salt i feel bad for you I do because not the Katie Austin. You baby. get a lot of hate online, Crazy. and you are really, really, really good dude. Crazy. How do you deal with that hate? Because that's hard. <clears throat> man. So, I think it's my, you know, my intentions going to the show were indeed for the experience. You know, I was open minded to what could ever like what could happen. Um, you know, prepare for the good or bad, but you can't really prepare for something like that. There's no blueprints. Um, so getting off of the show complete 
love. It's like you're, you know, yeah. you're doing all these interviews and yeah. Yeah, you want to get flown out for this <laughs> and that. And it's really cool. And you're learning about, okay, you have to continue this projection. You know, you have to stay consistent with what the storyline is. Mm -hmm. And you have an entire relationship going on that you're not, you know, you're not being recorded anymore. The show's not right. being shown. So they just see the show and that's what it is. And it's gotta be happily ever after. Um, and then for me personally, going through the breakup and probably miss, not probably, definitely mishandling the breakup on um, just like public terms. Cause I was very like, you know, with you and I, you and I have a conversation. Like I keep that between us and someone else can ask me about the conversation that you had. Um, but if there was anything revealing about you in that conversation, I would just, you know, that's that's for us to share. Right. Um, you can't really do that with a reality TV relationship. Um, so when the Internet finds something before you have a chance to explain something, it doesn't go well. And the other problem was like. Some things that get spread, not probably like 90 percent of the things that would get spread, you know, after going through a, a breakup like that and people starting rumors, or whatever are just false. It's just like people yeah. on the internet going crazy with something, putting two and three together and trying to make it four, and it's just not the case. But I tried to be really true to my person and say, you know, I don't exist to prove other people wrong. I love that. And yep. you just kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, you're just like, ah, dang, that's totally. really what they think. I would love to speak out on that because that's not really how it went. But at the end of the day, like, I never watched the show I didn't keep up with the show or the drama of the show after the show. And it's important to me to like stay true to myself that I can't just start that now. If it's not going the way that I don't want things to go, that doesn't mean that I should change who I am as a person to try to make it seem right. A hundred million percent. And you don't know, you don't owe anyone an explanation for doing what makes you happy. And I think that's something huge, like everyone could take away from this. Like if that is your decision and what makes you happy and not, and even not speaking out on it, you don't need to tell every single detail about your business to online. And I know we're, we're both in this world now where people expect it, which is so interesting to me. Which was crazy too. Yeah. Just waking up one day like that, like before the show, like I said, just regular Joe Schmo and probably still am today, but now there's all these people that are really interested in what you're doing and now yeah. you feel this pressure to share stuff like that. And it's like, you can't go online and be like, ah, fighting with my girl today, yeah, about to right, eat pizza. Right. And it's Can like, you imagine? You can't really do that. It's so. so nuts. And like relationships are some of the most private things that you should like not tell the public. Like for me, I, I have a boyfriend now, but I've never tagged him in one of my Instagrams or one of my posts or one of my stories because I they already know who he is want to, I know, it, yeah. but I want to keep him private. And for you, your next relationship, do you think you're going to keep that private just because you've gone through so much drama with an open like public relationship? I have been keeping my relationship pretty private. Oh! Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to spill too much tea, but just dating in general, like I'm definitely keeping that private. Yeah. Um, I was a pretty private person before the show, and that is just so much more enhanced, you know? And like, you kind of talk about some of the negative things you experience. That stuff can definitely leak over into relationships. Yeah. And every single time, like I get caught up in anything that happens online, it's so crazy that that problem did not exist before I picked my phone up. Insane. You know what I'm saying? You can pick your phone up and you go looking for some shit, like you're gonna find it. But if you just put your phone down, you're gonna be all right. And like, that has been so important to just keeping my sanity, staying private. All of these situations you find yourself in because of the show 
kind of push you to want to prove people wrong. You know, well, actually, this is what really happened. Yeah. You know, this is what's really going on. But I just got to sit back, you know. So you're off the market. <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> What's that saying? A gentleman doesn't say or something like that? I like that. Keep it private. I, and as you should, honestly. I feel like you've been through a lot. I just want to know something. Uh, we're going to get into a segment here as well. But I want to know something. Has being on the show taken a toll on your mental health at all? Um, I think initially it definitely came with its own set of challenges um, because... You're isolated before you go onto the show. You go onto the show, you're not really in contact with the outside world. You're not talking to other people that you're used to talking to. You're making really important decisions that people all across the world are going to judge you for. You can't rely on your normal network to make those decisions. Um, and then you come out, and then there's like a lot of people who are interested in what you're doing, or you know, expect from you something from you, or want a response, or want to yeah. you know whatever. Um, and then you've got the <laughs> Existing relationships are like you haven't talked to in five years that yep. you know want something from you now. Um, that in itself took its toll. Going through the breakup and on a on a public level, going through the breakup, going through the breakup publicly, yeah, two different things, months yeah. apart. Um, definitely took its toll on on me. But even then, it's like I care about real shit that goes on in yeah. the world, you know. So and, you learned um, you learned that when you went on too. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, nice I, to be taken back down to earth sometimes. Exactly, and um, at the end of the day, like I'm in a way better position right now in my life than even my parents were, I love you know. That. And I'm just like, I don't know, it's too it's too good to really get caught up in some of that stuff. So I love that. Yeah, I really really love that, and it's so funny because a lot of people when they look at celebrities and you know, um, I saw, who was it the other day came out, oh, like Jesse James Decker came out the other day with a statement being like, um, you guys are so mean to me online, well, blah, 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 like you guys say this about my body, about this, whatever. And, you know, my first thought was, why does she care? Like, she's a celebrity. People are always going to say mean things to you. But at the same time, it's like, everyone is still human and you have to realize just because they're celebrity doesn't mean that they're not going to care about what people nice. are saying and so if you are trying to become famous become an influencer become a blogger a reality show star you have to be so prepared and you can't ever be prepared for these hateful comments and the mental health it toll it takes on you until you're actually in it yeah and like one thing you have to know before you can get into that world is the hate is going to be 10 times louder than any positive thing that yes. people are saying so like you can post a picture, you'll be looking good, and there can be a hundred, you know, heart eyes, fire emojis, damn girl, you look good, blah, yeah. blah. And then someone's on there like, idiot. And you're just gonna be like, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just gonna like really speak to you. You're gonna be, you're gonna be charged sure. up. You're gonna wanna say something to them. But then you just gotta take a step back and be like, this person does not know me. This person doesn't know anything. Whew, take a step back. Exactly. But yes, that is something. That you really can't prepare for, prepare for honestly. You just got to experience it. I completely agree. Okay, now I know you are um, in a relationship, <laughs> but I have a little segment for you, and it's like, would you rather with a girl? Um, okay. And they're they're not like sexual or anything. <laughs> would you rather with a girl? Okay, so uh, your ideal girl would want to text or FaceTime. <sighs> FaceTime. 
Yeah. I agree like the, completely. And you can just knock it out quicker too. You hop on also, texting just kind of takes away the mystery and you can really misread someone's vibe over text. It takes the tone away. And if people totally. don't read it in your voice properly, way off. Okay. And I'm pretty sarcastic. So. Yes, for sure. Oh, I love being yeah, sarcastic. And if I was mean over a text and someone would get it and they'd be like, oh, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That was said jokingly. <laughs> okay. Would you rather want to go on a beach or city vacation with your girl? Beach. Beach. Lay out, be lazy, drinks by the ocean. That's way better. Do you like going on a dinner and a movie or out to date nights to a fancy restaurant? I'm going to do fancy restaurant and a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, fancy, fancy restaurant, restaurant and a movie. Yeah. I actually really, I obviously love to stay in, but I think just because we've stayed in so much this past year and a half, I'm like, take me to a fancy restaurant. Let me dress up in heels. Finally, give me Honestly, something to do. <laughs> I don't really like eating out like that. So I know like girls' favorite thing to do is just go grab drinks or go grab food with their besties yes. and like just chop it up and talk. So I don't like to eat out that much. So when I do eat out, like I want to do it right. I want to, you know, take our time, get fresh. I got really fresh last night. I'll, I'll show you a picture of my fit later, but I love That's to get. Super yeah, I, right love, <laughs> I love to get dressed and go out. Okay, do you are you into video games or sports? Both. But okay, you what does this have games? to do with the girl? Um, the girl play video games. Oh, um, her play video games. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Sorry, I didn't say like that. But yeah, sports. Yeah. You'd rather, like, do, does it matter a girl being into sports or not? Because I hear so many of, like guys being like, I would love my girl to like watch this game with me. Or some guys actually are like, I don't want my girl there watching a sport with me. I honestly, when you said sports, I didn't even think about watching the sport. I meant like her playing a sport oh, or her I being love athletic. That. Um, I love that. I don't really have a preference on if she wants to watch the game. Um, but hopefully she has like, I can, we can go play catch with the kids one day or something. I love like that. that. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you <laughs> want to drink wine or beer together? Wine or beer together depends if we're watching the game or if we're at the fancy okay. restaurant. Uh, true, true, true. Uh, would you rather work out with your girl or work out with her separately? Definitely separately. <laughs> wait, really? Yeah, wait, what? Is this the thing? People okay, do this? my I favorite thing I see the TikTok couples where they're like. Okay, I'm not like that, but me and my boyfriend work out together like four, three, four times a week. You're also like. So are you? You're a college athlete. Yeah, which that's like your thing. That's what you do. It's I know, but different. you're an you athlete. I rather work out by myself because I'm just like, I just get in the zone. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I don't even like other people being around. I, yeah, it's just I get kind of weird. <laughs> okay. I listen to like my little music and just go on my zone. Do your own thing. Yeah. Okay, last one. Would you rather a girl be spontaneous or more of a planner? <sighs> I feel like I would like spontaneous, but I never have a plan. So I really benefit from my girlfriend having a plan because if not, then we're just gonna always be going with the flow. And that's just not very practical for two adults. What's your sign? Aquarius. I'm so LA, okay. Our uh, February birthday? <laughs> yes. What's your birthday? 11th. Oh, my mom's the 13th. <laughs> this I'm supposed to be born on the 13th. Oh, hey, this has nothing to do with anything. Okay, um, we are now in our segment called Mood Boosting Mantra. This is where you kind of say a quote or a phrase or a motto that you live by that rings true to you or anything that like first comes to mind, that main quote that you like say in your head um, that you absolutely love that motivates you. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Ooh, I love that. We had that one. Really? Mm -hmm. 
with with tinks <laughs> um another one is no go with it that's yours okay. too yeah like comparison i think thomas be... jefferson first said that by the yeah, way yeah and and just like in the age of social media i think it's more relevant than ever yeah. i love that so. do you find yourself comparing yourself to other people um sometimes yeah i do because i'm like damn they doing it like that they only yacht like what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know you had it like that but then i'm like Honestly, I don't even care. Honestly, like, he probably is a friend of a friend of no, a friend to get on that yacht. <laughs> honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to expose everybody's favorite influencer, but they're not doing it like that. They honestly. are not. It's, let me tell you, it's really about more who you know than what you really got. What's but. that Drake quote that's like she has like five million Instagram followers, but her bumper's still broken, or like, that's, it, or is it G Easy quote or something? That's, it's so true. That's literally spot on. Like that's was so. I know so many. I've been exposed to it now. It's kind of crazy. Totally. I know dudes that just like, just be all on the scene, like all on Instagram in the section and stuff like that. But I was with them all day, and basically they were just texting everybody. They text a hundred people. Hey, what you doing? What you doing tonight? What? Figure out everybody's move. Figure out who has the best move, and they just kind of tag. Is that not on. desperate? It's crazy. As a guy, like. I knew girls get free trips, free yachts, free food. I heard about everything. the Saudi Arabian princess you were talking about. Yes. <laughs> I like actually that. already knew about that. Really? I knew about that. Yes, because can I tell this story real quick? I didn't break I, the news. Yeah, tell the story. I knew tell about this story. because oh, this is crazy. Can I even can I say what I'm about to say on here? I can say Absolutely. Okay, so I knew about this because a few years ago, this Instagram model. Um, had exposed one of these, you know, world world dudes hitting her up in her DMs. It's like, yo, I'm gonna fly you out to Dubai. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's gonna be 50k. Like, you already know what the deal is. When you get out here, you gotta get tested. You gotta sign these papers and blah blah. She's like, down. Like, she's already yeah, 50k. I'm out there. Say less. He's like, yeah, but like, you're coming out here to take my little brother's virginity. Oh my gosh. And it's terrible. She's like. Okay, how is your brother? Oh no, she did not ask that. Or like, what's up with your brother? Whatever. He's like, he's thirteen, and it's not in the normal hole. Was the other part of it? Um, so she posted all this. So I knew about this. When you talk about the Arabian, did or Saudi Arabian princess shitting on people, I'm like, girl, that's old news. We've been knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not breaking news at Austin AF. <laughs> we Wait, knew about that. Did she go? To, to... I mean, she exposed it, so I don't think that she went. But the fact that she was, when he made his initial offer, there was no problem. But age of consent is where she drew the line. So I'm just all I'm saying. Okay, we all know that sex work is out there and a lot of shady stuff goes down, but I, oh man, I just would never, I just could never. What, like, that's just so. What's the, oh man. What would be the equivalent of that? Like, what, can you give me a situation? Like, I want this to happen to me so I can understand how I would process it. Because no one's ever approached me to fly me out to Dubai. Would so I would probably you... do some crazy shit, honestly. Okay, would you fly to Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. and gosh have would you take a poop on a girl who, and then I'm doing the pooping you're doing the pooping Say less. but wait <laughs> was it a yacht in the Mediterranean let's go wait okay. what? <laughs> what you poop on her she's horrific looking horrific oh. and then you have sex with her with your poop still okay, all Katie, over her. Okay, Katie, you're just being absurd now. <laughs> yes, you no, do I'm just <laughs> But anyways, yes, how much? Five dollars? That cool. is actually crazy. You drew, I drew the line at doing all that other stuff, but if somebody's grandma 
if you're watching this, wanted to fly me out to some exotic location and do some crazy shit, I would be able to hear out your offer. How much? I can't really put a price on this, but <laughs> depends where we're going. It wouldn't be that much. Really just pay for the flight. You don't have to give me anything. <laughs> I'm literally crying laughing. Oh my God, Caleb, amazing. I think that really sums up our also our no filter segment as well. That was the no um, filter segment? Sure, let's do that oh, because yeah. clearly that was no fucking filter. <laughs> Caleb, you're freaking hilarious. Um, and I really hope the world can see how genuine and amazing you are outside of reality TV. And I know they will. And uh, I just want to ask one last question. What's next for you? When, where can everyone find you? Um, thank you for having me. Of course. Before I plug myself, shout out to you for SI. I saw that. Thank Congratulations. You. That's awesome. So sweet of you. Um, Right now, I'm working on a project um, promoting the vaccine within color communities or communities of color. Hell yeah. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So anyone can find me on social media, really just Instagram, CXCO underscore. I'm going to start sharing more about that project. It's like a large nationwide. It's kind of a big deal, but I haven't been able to share much about it. That is amazing. Um, so for the next year, yeah, I'm going to be working like with LA is going to be one of the cities, but cities across the country, just helping educate communities. Um, communities of color about the vaccine and you know stuff like that. That was amazing. Yeah. Good for you. Well, thank you so much, Caleb, and everyone go follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Bye, guys.